Well, hello and welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today. Uh, We are a church administration podcast. We love talking about all the work that happens behind the scenes in ministry. And uh, my special guest today is Joel Morris from Union. Welcome, mate. Thanks, Gav. Good to be here. It's great to have you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to to serve us, mate, on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Joel's uh, executive director at Union, so he's involved in practical world of ministry behind the scenes. But, mate, Union is, is such a big beast now, and it's serving in so many different areas. So I'm really keen to kind of get on the podcast and connect with our listeners on what you're doing and, and the work of Union. So, uh, mate, first first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and family, church. All right. Yeah, myself. Okay, well, um, I am an engineer in my background. So I, I studied a lot of engineering, um, started off in materials engineering, uh, did it at Swansea, and then I went on to do a master's in aerospace and power generation. I discovered I really liked doing higher level uh, study, um, kind of felt like I was my own boss with a project and I could manage. So I really enjoyed that, being creative love being creative in engineering and entrepreneurial and building stuff and seeing it go through to to market and so we um we we launched our own business when i was studying at university as well had some money from the knowledge exploitation fund yeah and patented a piece of a jet engine and that was great fun and then i did a, a doctorate as well in uh, with uh, Tata in Portalbert, yeah, and we did a project with with Porsche where we were looking at a new new kind of well, it's not new anymore, but a steel for the for the Porsche Cayenne um, chassis, and so yeah, that, so love I've loved uh, engineering, I've loved just being creative in it, and um, met my wife who is is Korean, and we ended up living in South Korea and uh, working in Seoul in the um, Seoul National University um, nuclear engineering department. So I went into wow. nuclear power generation and learnt, took me a while to figure out how how that all works. Um, <laughs> but very you know similar skills, similar yeah. approaches to it. Just different materials, different kind of context. And again, really enjoy that. <clears throat> and then uh, with twenty twenty eleven and a twenty eleven. Um, the Lord made it clear to me that I needed a switch of direction and, and had an opportunity to come back to Wales from Korea and and leave paid employment and come into ministry context. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was I was roped into this sort of rescue of this uh, old Welsh seminary that was based in Bajend that um, really was struggling and the Koreans I decided to step in and and save that work and sort of relaunch it and I I was parachuted in um but I really saw the Lord's leading in it really knew the Lord's guiding and uh urging to to be part of that and and so I still feel like I'm engineering I still feel like I'm building yeah. and and admin is part of that organization yeah. and structure um, so that's a little bit about me I have got three kids uh, Aaron Esther and Adam and uh, so two boys and a girl 
and that's fun. We so we were a bilingual or trilingual household probably. Um, <laughs> lots of languages yeah. and um, lots of fun. We live in Porthcawl, and I work at the campus in Bridgen at Union, uh, where we've got a nice sort of eight-acre site, um, yeah. which is beautiful to yeah. be at. Mate, tremendous! Love that. Are you, such an interesting journey to get to what you're doing now i mean yeah it's uh fantastic so uh, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm surprised so so you're based in bridgend and and the church you're going to is is tom's church isn't it it's yes fourth call yeah. grace church fourth call and we're we've been uh, planted about i think it's 15 years ago it was it was planted yeah. by david Ollerton. oh yeah so good old david Ollerton, and who's gone gone home to glory yeah um and Tom, Tom sort of took it on when David became ill, and I think Tom was studying at the time uh, with Union. And when I yeah when I came back from Korea, we moved to to Bridgend initially, and yeah it was a it was a joy to to connect with Tom, and uh, we just sort of found a home really, um, especially for our kids and. We ended up moving to Porth Call then as well, which was which was great. Yeah. And moving into the area, finding a church, and just the importance of being in a local church yeah, yeah, yeah. and being yeah. in the community, and that's really that's been a blessing. I, I lead a house group uh, there as well, um, helping to lead worship with my wife uh, Harim and serve the church in that way. So that's yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful time for us um, to be in Porth Call. Yeah. Tremendous! It's a nice part of the world to be, isn't it? Fourth call, great. Not Love too, it. not too shabby. Particularly in the sunshine now. Oh, but I get you get this influx of people coming in, traveling in. Yeah, we we do, we do, and since COVID, actually, we've really been growing like okay. crazy. So we've gone two services on a Sunday morning, um, just to fit people in. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been a interesting thing to see. But lots of people watching online then deciding to turn up and yeah. actually come come in person which is yeah. good it's fascinating I was chatting to another pastor the other day who was saying the same thing there's just been this, this real influx of people coming reassessing after Covid engage with some online material somewhere and, and, and now here um, wanting to be part of the church and yeah we're seeing sort of 30, 40 visitors a week come in it's, it's, mm. it's nuts wow yeah um, so online it, there's know, grace at work in that isn't it yeah. it's, all, it, it's helpful um, it's not all evil you no, know, technology no. isn't evil in itself, but <laughs> we can be used for good. <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely right. And mate, so today we're talking union and mm. love to kind of promote it. I, you know, chat with Clive and, mm. and chat with yourself. And I, I, we first came across each other, I guess, when we were putting on the Rebuild Conference here. And, and some of our listeners might have kind of connected with that a little bit. And you guys, you know, kindly sponsored the conference and giving money towards it and supporting pastors as they kind of you know re-engage and get back to serving congregations after covid and mm-hmm. um yeah so grateful for our you know already initial partnership with union mate fill us in someone who's hearing this what is union tell us tell us mm. the details of you know what you guys are doing because i know it's broad but it's also you've got some specific areas that you're, yeah, you're working into probably the best way to do this is just to tell you the story <laughs> do it where we came from and why you know yeah. why we've kind of built what we've built um, so, yeah. So I think when I when I came, um, came and sort of took on the the work of 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 turning the ministry around, of 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 taking this traditional seminary that was residential, um, traditional model, 
and really asking the questions well why 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 are we doing this why is it yeah. here what 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 do we do how do we serve the church that was that was the big question is how do we serve churches across the uk and across uh, europe um when i came from korea when the church that was involved sarang church um with that initial investment to help stabilize and the ministry and, and to build something on campus there um very much in their heart was a, a drive to serve europe to see european churches blessed and renewed and yeah. and, and grow plant plant churches to be fruitful yeah and so that was that was the kind of as my re- i felt my remit not mm. just to not really to make the ministry successful and and stable and survive so i think that's the driver yeah. behind a lot of seminaries a lot of parachurch ministries is survival yeah and it becomes the driving force the the, the main thing yeah. of why you exist why you're doing what you're doing is to survive and you make that the thing and that's just not in my dna and it's not it's not it, not with sarang and not not union now actually as well as a result because because we're here to serve the church you know union can go like th- yeah. that's not the bride of christ yeah um the church is precious and that's why we why we're here and so i came with very much with that motivation and that remit and so what we've shaped what we've built has has been born out of the 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 intense desire and and drive to really serve effectively and to do something strategic that was pan-european mm-hmm. um that really made a difference that that could get alongside churches um so we started with training obviously with the school um, something that came out early was uh, a, a model of decentralized learning, and so studying in in the church context, not not bringing people out of the context to to come and spend three years at a seminary campus in Wales near Porthcawl, <laughs> lovely as it is. Yeah, um, we just didn't see that as as a need. Pastors were weren't, weren't saying, "Oh, we need to send people to you yeah, to, yeah, yeah. for three years." Yeah. They were saying, "How can we get training in our churches in our local yeah. context? Were we keeping people in ministry?" Um, and so that's that's how we came up with the learning community model. We in, we I think we started in Liverpool with the Gospel Partnership there with the Northwest Gospel Partnership, and we just shaped it around what people told us. Mm. So it's basically market research. Yeah. What's the What's the demand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's supply the the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the supply the the solution around the demand around the need and it's very it's very simple um tell us what you want we'll try and do it yeah um and then we piloted that it worked well we got feedback we improved it and then we rolled it out to three other locations and then it went to seven and then it went now it's to 42 yeah. i think um and so that that became a great indication to us that okay we've got something that's working and so we've developed the other courses around decentralized learning on using online flexible we're still working on making it more flexible more accessible Um, but we're also bringing people to the campus where it's helpful intensives sabbaticals whatever but it's more fluid we don't that's not the driver to get people to the campus to serve us it's again it's serving the church out there Um, and then during covid we there was things that we wanted to do that me and mike reeves talked about who's the president of union um, when we were really dreaming up, what does this look like? Um, and 
things that we hadn't gotten to because we just didn't have time or money. Um, due to COVID, we actually had time to um, yeah. to yeah. develop these sorts of things, and so we we launched a publishing house for content, um, yeah. video, books. God brought us the partners we needed to get distribution, warehousing, shipping um, internationally. Um, that's not print demand. That's you yeah, know, yeah, you're buying yeah. a lot yeah. of books and you're holding them and shipping them different places. Um, that was incredible. Um, we launched Newton House in Oxford um, with a guy called Rob Trenkman who came over from the US and who's who was funded to do that um, and just launched a, um, a, a, a research community there that's sort of past the theologians, academics, um, but working on high level, uh, PhD sort of yeah, level yeah. Um, yeah. theology um, for the church. And the church planting stuff that we're doing as well. So we call so that's Union Publishing, um, Newton House, and then Union Mission, which is kind of overlaying um, on the network of learning and theology, the learning communities. A lot of them are becoming church planting hubs, and we suddenly had the this Korean church um, people in actually not even the church, but the people in the church giving us money. Mm. To, to support church planting and we were like hang on we don't do this yeah so we had to and then they kept doing it so okay well, god's telling us something opening here. up something here yeah so um so we just invented a kind of a grant making arm for the ministry and doing due diligence and inventing a process for that and so we're just in a sense playing the role of a fiscal sponsor sponsor for for the for donors in korea and, and now that's broadening out to the u.s as well um but just how those two things go together, the learning, the training, and then yeah. lots of them wanting to plant out, um, either the mentor has that vision to, to raise leaders up and then plant out around the city, yeah. um, or there's a group or network of churches, and that just works really well. Uh, and now we're trying to add more support, mentoring, coaching, yeah. along with money, um, and do more. And, yeah. and so it's still kind of evolving and growing but the, f the the four parts are there. And um, we've got something called Reformation Fellowship as well, which is kind of like our alumni gathering, friends of union kind of thing, yeah. where you don't need to be part of union to to be to part access of it, yeah. fellowship. Yeah. And just come and stand with us around the gospel. And uh, that's been a new thing as well. Um, but it's kind of created an ecosystem um, where a lot of people access the content or the books or the come to a conference or watch a video and we have people saying to us I've had a personal reformation I've had a you know a personal revival and I I need more and and then f sort of find a calling to mm. ministry and wanting to be trained up and so they come to the school and then and access the courses from there right yeah, yeah, and then yeah. maybe go on to to plan a church or yeah. even establish their own learning community where, where where they are and so there's this sort of theological ecosystem that's missional that really is helping churches grow and yeah. multiply. And that's been really encouraging for me as like an engineer. I'm like, oh, all right, we built something that works. That's cool. <laughs> and that's quite satisfying. <laughs> but the Lord, the Lord's done it. I mean, uh, even it's the intentionality was there, but it's it's in ways God surprised us, you know, yeah. by bringing things that we didn't expect, like yeah. supporting financially supporting church plants. Yeah. Um, seminaries don't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's being open to what the Lord's doing, what the Spirit is, how the Spirit is leading, and what He's what He's already doing and bringing in. And I think quite often we 
we're blind to that because we've got our agenda and yeah. this is our priorities and God's doing something over here and we're like no that's not what we're doing and it's like okay well the, maybe the Lord wants you to, yeah. to to steward that yeah what he's doing and um, yeah so that's been that's been a great journey for us but that's how we've ended up with union as as it is so it's 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 kind of a ministry ecosystem that helps churches grow um, a platform for um, yeah, f- just for training, for theology, for content, for um, for support, and and relationship as well. I think it's not just. I remember um, talking to my pastor Tom about it, and and he was saying, "Oh, we we really want as pastors good theology, good content with relationship, with fellowship, yeah. uh, and a way to connect um, around that that learning, that content." And so that's what we've been trying to foster as well is that and that's quite hard to foster it's not a product that you yeah. can just put out there you, you're trying to foster relationship and fellowship and and friendships really uh, and because i think a lot of and especially again since covid yeah pastors are lonely and isolated yeah and and so that's what we're trying to see and and it's it's been so encouraging um, we had a, a gathering at the campus recently with reformation fellowship and great to see friendships being formed yeah. around yeah, yeah, yeah. that gathering um, yeah i loved it i came and attended and uh, enjoyed it you know here mike and pete and uh, who who was your other speaker there uh conrad and billy conrad from okay Africa, yeah and and he did something on evangelism and it was great wasn't it and it was great to be back in the room together with friends and just enjoying some good teaching enjoying meal together you know you guys put on open up the bookshop and allow pastors to get stuff you're giving stuff away and mm-hmm. I, my my impression of union is this this you know you, you're very generous and your heart to serve churches and guys in leadership mm-hmm. um is is tremendous and obviously there's lots of different pathways and lots of different ways that people can get involved so if there's a sense of call or a church wants to send someone for theological training then then you know there's there's avenues for that so um tell me a bit about these learning communities because you were saying you've got is it about 45 different ones? or Yeah, 42. Okay. And they're across UK and, and Europe, I guess, and yeah. growing. North America now as well. Okay. Um, and Africa and India. And I think now this year, I think in Seoul as well. Uh, but that, it, it's it's like a pop, little pop-up seminary. Yeah. Um, you just need a room and a mentor and Wi-Fi and a screen. Yeah. And, and I think it's like a day a week that they gather together physically. Yeah. Uh, around that um, but we, we've actually launched um, virtual learning communities as well this year um, which has just given a bit more flexibility some learning communities are blending that together yeah even. so like in I know in in uh, in just like Rome where you may have people quite spread out yeah I mean it's in other parts of Italy um, so they they come together um, physically but also in between they have online gatherings as well yeah. so there's more flexibility especially if people are further away yeah um, it's harder for them to gather physically but yeah we we really we're all about gathering people in community and learning together yeah um because you know we if we're training up pastors in their bedrooms you know for themselves yeah it, it's it's just a little i think it's not really a great model for training no. for, for ministry if not when you get into ministry no yeah yeah, yeah and i yeah. think the mentors that we have uh, mostly pastors or teaching elders 
anyway and they yeah. have a passion to be part of the training and and yeah. that just works well where they're doing discipleship life and life mentoring with them it's not just delivery of the degree content yeah. but they're actually seeing them week on a weekly basis yeah. and a, a lot of them are plugging what those learning communities are plugging into like internships and apprenticeships yeah. in in churches in so churches, yeah. they're getting maybe it's a full week for for some of the guys half of it's a degree course the other half is practical work and yeah. you know ministry training skills development yeah. um so that's that's been quite effective i think for a lot of churches amazing yeah. amazing and so you know th there's obviously been this great gift of grace that you've been to you know it was Brinterian you've stabilized it you've not you know now you've grown it hugely um i mean you are the man behind the scenes that's, that has enabled this to happen tell our listeners a little bit about what what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis now are you are you more admin and ops now and management are you fundraising what are what are some of the crucial things that you do day-to-day -day? yeah i like to do different things i don't like to do the same thing every day okay i'm like kind of um, I'm You're going to get bored. Creative, yeah. yeah. So it's been, yeah, so it's been good just to uh, travel more. Um, definitely more fundraising, supporting Mike, try, trying to stop Mike do stuff that he shouldn't be doing and yeah. relieve him of things that suck his, suck the life out of him, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I want him playing to his strengths. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, supporting him. Uh, whether it's ad administration or or fun doing some the the legwork with fundraising, whether it's trusts, a lot of the trust stuff we just do between myself. I've got a couple of ladies that help me um, write reports and and applications yeah. and stuff. Um, a lot of the the fundraising with 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 individual donors, it's very relational. Yeah, but there's still a fair amount of legwork with that and emailing and you yeah. know just chatting and sometimes. Mike needs to be part of that. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, so that there's that. We we have two boards, um, one in the US, one in the UK, and I kind of run the boards as well. So the governance, yeah, compliance uh, and all of that work. Yeah. yeah, and just organising administration. A lot of the charity, we just stuff. Um, we've just gone through uh, redoing our charity articles. Um, so it's a bit big piece of work that I I headed up. Um, the development, overseeing the development, where I'm working on a strategic plan at the moment that is that is really satisfying. Actually, it, it's it's you, you're able to bring in your vision, yeah, uh, vision cast with it. But also this year we're able to be more collaborative. Um, in in the past I've kind of written a lot of that myself, but now we've we've got the team in place and the different leaders of the different bits where it can be more collaborative yeah and uh, and there's more accountability and more kind of yeah there's more buy-in as well i think from more of the team in terms of the plan or where we're going what we're doing um so that's that's been a great joy um just a development strategy um there's always i mean the more and more as, as we go along and as the team grows i'm doing a lot more uh pastoral care and yeah. management of people yeah whether it's people on the board, whether it's people in you know in work employed or, or volunteers, and I I've just realised if I'm investing more into people, we're unions getting more out of people. It's yeah. it's it's 
people are happier it's more yeah. effective yeah um as a team and so doing more team building yeah. more more yeah and I, and i think i'm more freed up these days so less less day-to-day administration and operations and um, i've got people to do that now yeah um whereas that's when i when i came i was yeah. doing more of that now I'm able to do more strategic level and more kind yeah. of feeding into people um helping them equipping them um just mobilizing everything yeah yeah you yeah. know and it's been available as well i think it's yeah. people know that they can come to you with a problem or just just to to hang out and say how you doing and yeah care know, for people and what's going yeah, on yeah, yeah and that that goes a long way and again i think if you're like if you're constantly in the crisis and the crisis or if you're constantly under pressure and have to just get x y and z done all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. you yeah. just don't have any capacity for that or yeah. any time for that and you don't prioritize it and you can only you can go you can go along for quite a while as a team like that but sooner or later the wheels will start to come off yeah and so that's yeah and and sometimes you can't help it sometimes you, you've got to do what you've got to do um but it's not it's not a good place to be for yeah. for too long um so yeah i'm really i'm enjoying that when i came i was i was saying that's not my gifting uh, I can't do that. Why are people coming to me? Go away! I've got so much to do. But but now yeah, actually, I I it's part of my what I do. It's part of my yeah. my my work and my ministry, and I enjoy it. And yeah, it's and you're seeing grace in it, which is great. And, and my pastors encourage me in it. And yeah. it's like, okay, no, I can do this. Yeah, God's grown grown me in that. And yeah, it's good. Yeah. And and for our listeners, um, you know, when you were talking about kind of relieving Mike of certain aspects, you know, mm-hmm. part of our work, I guess, you've picked up on two great things there. One is, yeah, how do we kind of liberate our pastors and take things off them so they can do what they're doing well and headspace and all of that, which is what they need. And then also that kind of people side of things of mm-hmm. kind of gathering, caring for people, mobilizing, getting people the information they need and the clarity that they need to do what they need to do and, and how they fit in the organization. All of that stuff is what, what we're doing and, and what you're doing. And, um, any encouragement for people in our roles, you know, admin and ops in churches, um, what ways can you, you know, encourage them or mm. kind of thank them? I, you know, well, it's, it's a crucial ministry. It's crucial, but quite often neglected and, and thought of, um, and, and appreciated, I think as yeah. well. I, again, because a lot of it is frontline mission or church planting or just growth without uh, and so the mission always comes first without thought of how to do it and how to resource yeah. it and usually a lack of planning yeah and, and i think it's in, in churches as i think in the uk it's a sort of there's an approach that's you shouldn't do it well you know it's <laughs> it you just you know you shouldn't be worldly and and yeah and have a plan or have you know how are we going to resource this to make it successful yeah which I think is just good stewardship. If you want, to, if God's given you a vision to do something, put it on your heart to maybe a new ministry or plan a church or whatever it is. It, it's it's going in and it's realizing there's a battle, yeah. And there's a there's a there's opposition and um and he, and I think probably if you're not doing those things, you're probably not praying either. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you 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 just you know prioritizing you doing it. Yeah. Um, usually it's the pastor or the guy that's leading the charge. Or follow yeah. me, charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like no one's with him. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just it's really important um, 
that the pastor or the leader um, can find those people around him, can can realize the gifting and encourage it and disciple those people and use them, you know? Yeah. I, I, I often say to people, if I if I hadn't gone to Korea in my in my work, um I, and if I hadn't gone to that church, um, you know, I wouldn't be in union. I probably yeah. wouldn't be in ministry. I don't know of many opportunities for someone like me in Wales to do what I'm doing yeah. and use my gifts yeah. like this. And so the the opportunities are are, are limited in in Wales, especially in the churches. Mm-hmm. Where there's no, there's no thinking of these sorts of roles that it's not prioritised yeah. or even thought of. So I think I think the big one is for the for the leadership team, the tre- for the elders, for the pastors, to recognise and see and it, the importance of it, and then to encourage people. I think and if for people who are doing this, um, quite often we we're conservative and we want to control stuff, and God keeps pushing the boat out. Mm-hmm. Did with me, year after year, yeah. and I'm like, right, Lord, okay, this is a stretch, okay. And then you, and then you, you get there, and you feel, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then he pushes the boat out again, further, and stretches you even yeah. more. Yeah. And then you go, hang on, not again. <laughs> you know, can I just stay here? Yeah. Um, it, and the Lord keeps doing that, and it, it's growing our faith, growing, growing our willingness to risk. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, dare I say that word risk? Yeah. Um, without being reckless, but but stretching out. And I think I've seen that in my life and in my where he keeps pushing me, he keeps yeah. stretching me, and I'm growing into it. And I'm using my faith, and I think it's that willingness to step out and yeah. and say, okay, if this is what the Lord's opening up for me and leading me into, um, let's step out and let's let's know that he's got me and yeah. um pray that pray that through as well talk to your your pastor your leaders and say you know is this right but um but by and large i think it's we we, we tend administrators and owners tend to be more conservative and more controlling and lockdown and sort of rules but i again don't i'm not promoting being reckless with <laughs> with stuff but uh, but i yeah. think it's knowing who we are and and but it's being faithful, seeing through eyes of faith, yeah. and and having a vision as well, and, and will it being willing to risk a little bit to to do something and stretch out in faith. I think that's um, that's something I've learned. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think um, you know we we chatted earlier, didn't we, before the podcast about connecting the practical work of ministry to the gospel and and mm. and helping people to link. And so you know we haven't got the ministry you know leadership team here and the administration on the other side but actually how do we see ourselves as being one team and mm. different gifts that are able to to flourish to to help the church grow and and um and i think you know if you're serving an admin and ops and you know be encouraged and and feel that sense of god smiling over you that you you are contributing here to the gospel mm. whether you're involved in a voluntary way coming in the church building cleaning it setting it up ready for sunday or whether you're a, a paid management you know administrator who's dealing with finance and governance and all these different things that there are so many different aspects of work that happens behind the scenes and, and they are all all crucial mm. to yeah for the gospel to go forward and and um yeah and that's great one other thing if you're if you're a treasurer listening to this or you're involved in in finance then then let me encourage you to to portion some of your budget into training 
you know i think sometimes our leaders can be reluctant to ask for training can be reluctant to that kind of professional development if you like in the world say actually how can we hone their skills how can we make them better um set aside some money in your budget you know i love it when administrators go to their leaders and say what can we do to serve you in the area of training and finance have that conversation and connect into to union and other places there are places where they can go you know and access courses and content that can you know sharpen them to do the work of ministry that ultimately serves the gospel so have that as a as a thought as a takeaway um from today so mate thanks for coming on and sharing the story of union and people connect can connect through the the website particularly and um you know if you've oh, got any joy. thank you thanks for having me oh mate Appreciate it's it. great to have you and if you've got any questions or, or or further things you want to follow up with then then please get in contact at questions at the church office.co.uk we'd love to kind of connect with you and i'll pass them on to joel we'll you know we can sit and talk and and uh, we've been chatting about how can the church office serve pastors who are going into roles who you know, have not got experience in admin and ops what can we do to equip them and um, we'd love to see that so mate thank you for your time and uh, yeah please check out the the church office website for up-to-date resources there's always new uh, podcasts and videos and documents that you can download free of charge and we want to support the church and sort of you know grow the ministry um, and see people saved with the glorious news of jesus so please use our site and uh, wherever you can all right thanks for listening we'll see you on the podcast next time